stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. Musician, historian and heritage enthusiast Mbuso Koza and we are going to get a wonderful exclusive on the show for um, our, our great community of music lovers. You know, we always do this every Wednesday and there's always lots and lots of value uh, in store for you. But tonight is super special. A masterclass on Isandran, which is a battle that happened. In fact, it was one of the most significant battles uh, between the Zulu nation and the Brits. One of the most significant encounters um, of, of, of the 18th century taking place on the 22nd of January 1879. That's how long ago it was. So we are looking here at, what, 140 something years, 144 or so years ago, uh, a, a really important part of history when we look at uh, Anglo-Zulu wars. Uh, but this one, of course, was a, a victory for the Zulu nation. But we're not here to just celebrate that victory. We really are here to unpack the history of Isandlana, its importance, and particularly for today. What does history mean today? What does heritage mean today for you and I? walking around in this big metropoli, uh, whatever it is, Johannesburg, whether you're in Cape Town, whether you're in Durban, Limpopo, whatever the case is, we're going to unpack all of that in a wonderful masterclass with Mbuso Koza, who's standing by to chat with me in just a bit. Ayez Amangwane, the title of this one. And of course, it speaks to Isandrane, and it is a wonderful musical lecture that is uh, the, the the brainchild of uh, one of the greatest musicians really to come out of South Africa, Mbuso Koza, standing by to chat to me. And I think for me, this is a wonderful offering of Amahubu. I think uh, you know, my love for both African teachings, the teachings of the East, this is what I would call like a wonderful African chant, really, where we can all get involved. It doesn't matter Horo Omozwana or Obelela Sepedi or Kun Mrs. Zulu or Kanye, we are Ted's cause. This will speak to your soul, that is for sure. So, without any further ado, let me just welcome the king of the night, Mbuso Koza. Welcome to Essence of Rhythm. Thank you so much for uh, honoring the invitation to be on the show. Welcome. Can, uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. I was about to hang <laughs> up and call you again. How are you doing, my good sir? <laughs> I'm very good and you, ma'am. I'm good. I was talking to you off air just saying that I had seen mm. your post that you are uh, a little bit under the weather, but I'm so glad yeah. that you are that you're feeling strong again because we need you. We need we we need your work and I think uh there, there's so much significance in how mm. you portray this music. So I, I'm glad that you're feeling better and I'm excited to chat to you this evening. Uh, thank you so much. I'm feeling much stronger now. Um I was in a dusty environment. I'm asthmatic, so okay, okay. Um, I was, yeah, yeah. So I was attacked. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so sorry to hear that. But it's Bonganje Impilo, you know. Um, yeah. during these times, we are really just grateful to get up and do what we love. And speaking mm. of doing what you love, um, of course, the the Battle of Isandlana, you really have yeah. highlighted for many South Africans and for many Africans the importance of this event in our history. Uh, you know, one of the the first major encounters in the mm. Anglo-Zulu War between the the British. And and it makes sense to me now why you always do this lecture because it's an annual uh, event, as it were. And we're looking at the fourth, is it the third or the fourth one this year? We started in uh, 20, 
1920. So this is the fourth. Yes. So 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 the fourth installment of this one makes sense to me. Why you yeah. always do it in January? Uh, it's because Isandlwana took place uh, in January of 1879. But yeah. of course, because of 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 COVID, you had to move it to the month of May. But we'll get yeah. into um, the lecture in just a bit. But I really want us to for you to give us a bit of a master class on Isandlwana. It's significant. What actually happened? Uh, in 1879 between the Zulus and the Brits? Mm. Uh, today we are facing a, a battle uh, around the land issue. Mm. In uh, 1878, December 2, there were some dialogues uh, between uh, King Tichwayo uh, Lamfuso Kampande and the British statesmen like Portchester uh, Port Danford, uh, Henry Battle, were negotiating uh, to go to the battlefield. Um, okay. But okay. so so now the issue was, um, you remember that there was a, a Cape colony uh, that was established by people like uh, Port Chester, mm-hmm. and then um, and then later they came to uh, what we call today Natal or, or Deben. Because Pochettin and Sir D. Eben, mm-hmm. uh, they came and uh, established what you call the Republic of Natalia. So it means when you cross the river uh, going to the north, Utugela, uh, mm-hmm. then you're going to the Zululand, and then when you go southwards, mm-hmm. uh, that's your uh, Republic of Natalia. Mm-hmm. So that's when our problem started. In fact, our problems began. In um, 1496, if I'm not mistaken, um, when um, Vasco da Gama visited uh, what we call today Guazulu. That's right, yeah, that's right, yeah. Mm. Yes. I remember that now. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So now, so just to unpack um, all the causes, all the events towards the battle of Isanjuan. Mm-hmm. It was not just an, overna- an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so now, the formation of this uh, Republic of Natalia was now a problem because um, after he found out that one of his mothers who were in a polygamous um, uh, marriage uh, she was now making tea. She was like a tea girl uh, for these British statesmen. Okay. Today okay. we are yeah. today we are calling our our um, daughters oh girl, no boy. Mm. It's the mm. colonization uh, yeah. manifesting all the time. That's right. It. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. So now, mm. but now she he found out that. He was not, she was making more than a tea for this English statesman. She was dating one of them. And Interesting. then, um, okay. Zulu did a very, very uh, cruel uh, thing you can ever imagine because she tied her um, on the back of a horse and then he began to ride um, in the, the horse until she was dead. Now there was a case. Mm. This case was supposed to be handled by, um, I mean, the, the judicial system of the Zulu nation. Mm-hmm. And now the Republic of Natalia was now saying, um, the person that you killed is now ours. 
So it means the matter needs to be resolved uh, through the, I mean, <laughs> the Western judicial system, which is, was, was English. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's when the problem started. Okay. Uh, there were times when um, uh, the, the English statesmen would meet the council yes. of the Zulu nation. Yes. Choking, I mean, negotiating, but they were insisting that they, they go to the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Simply because technologically they were advanced in terms of their weapons. Um, in, uh, because in 1860, there was a gun called Martin Henry um, mm. in England. The reason that gun was called Martin Henry, it is because it was taken to um, uh, uh, the, I mean, Martin, uh, I mean, the guy called Frederick von Martin. Uh, who worked hmm. on a barrel only, because the guns, uh, the olden guns, used to over smoke during the battlefield. So now they had to enhance it. Uh, that was Frederick von Martin, mm-hmm. and then later it was taken to Henry of Scotland. Hence, the gun was called Martini Henry. Okay. Uh, 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 Martini, so Henry worked on the, huh. on, the, on, the, on the on the on the on the power of the spring. When the hammer of the gun is hitting a firing pin, uh, mm-hmm. he, uh, after the gun was tested at the um, uh, South African uh, uh, Military Museum, they built a human soap to, to test this gun. Mm. The power of the spring could kill more than five people, only one mm-hmm. gun. Mm-hmm. So now, in 1861, the gun was, man- was enhanced, um, and then later... In 1879, the gun was manufactured and tested. So by 1879, they were ready for us. Hmm. You know, the history of this armor is 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 really uh, fascinating to me because I'm also just uh, thinking about the numbers here. You know, there were like twenty thousand warriors mm. from Guazulu, and then there were just uh, just a little under two thousand, if I'm not mistaken, um, yes. from, from, from the bench. Yes, from, from from the British. So um, we have to go, take a, a, a brief break, but I want to come back and really talk about how the Zulus were able to uh, defeat the Brits in in, in this in this battle. Yes. Uh, but more yeah. importantly, as the discussion unfolds, I really want to talk about how you're going to actually take all of this to the stage. And we got to talk about this tree that the king was sitting under. But all of that coming through in just a bit as we continue our. A masterclass with one of the finest musicians to come mm. out of South Africa, Umbuso Koza, standing by right here on Radio 2000. It is a masterclass, an exclusive one at that of Isandrana, which is also uh, a stage production. Isandrana Lecture, of course, it happens every single year. And this month is going to be going to the Soweto Theatre. Stay tuned. We are the South African Radio Awards Station of the Year. Feel Good Music, Radio 2000. It is your Feel Good Station right here, Radio 2000, Our Music, Your Memories. We are talking to Mbuso Koza, and we're talking about the Battle of Isandrane. He's giving us a bit of a masterclass and such wonderful revelations about really the, the progression towards the battle didn't just happen overnight because, of course, uh, I, I, well, the little that I know about uh, the battle uh, and the interesting bit uh, around, um, you know, the fact that uh, King Ashwaio was 
served with this order by by the British to uh, try and disband the the, the the Zulu army, as it were. But Umbusokos, of course, is unpacking it for you and I in terms of where it actually comes from. And it really has been many, many years of a build-up towards this. So, Buti, uh, if we could just continue where you left off in terms of, uh, you know, the troops coming together... And we're looking here at, at something really fascinating uh, when it comes to, to the army. And I, and, and I was very fascinated as you were talking about uh, the advanced uh, armor that the Brits had. But of course, the Zulus only had their, their iron spears, their, their shields, as mm. we know. You know, um, they'd have a, 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 mount, a gun here and there. Of course, the, the Brits were the ones with the mountain guns. But how were they actually able to defeat the British in this in in this war that was one of the biggest uh, to ever happen in the 18th century? Mm. There are so many aspects um, of this battle: spirituality, mm. Um, mm. unity of peoples, mm. Mm. Um, even from the the wives of those. Regiments who went to the battlefield. Mm-hmm. It is said that as the regiments were preparing uh, to go to the battlefield, they called all the family members, including their heirs, Omafumwase, in Jalif, um, saying that if we do not come back from this battle, be ready to take after us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it is said that as they were leaving their houses, their homesteads, their, their wives, they, were, they wore their traditional skirts in reverse, but Penduazela is as a sign that they were ready to become the widows. Hmm. Hmm. As they were moving, they, they were ululating. <laughs> You know, mm. the, the mixture of feelings, this, the, the pride first that our husbands are going to fight mm. for the future of our kids, for the future of our heritage, That's right, for yeah. the future yeah. of our language, for the future of That's our right. intellectuality. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. They might not come back. Mm. Today, do we have a woman of that quality? Mm. Do we have men of that quality? The unity of peoples um, in our government, do we have a unity of peoples beyond our differences? This is what it, the Battle of Islamic can teach us. Right. The theme is right. about right. revaluing hmm. and re-evaluating what works for us as Africans, whether it's culturally, religiously, Historically, if something does not work for us environmentally, mm. Uh, mm. we need to say it. Mm. You know, um, uh, let me dive, I mean, deviate a, a bit. You, you know, sure. after the Battle of Isandrana, the arrival of the missionaries, mm. because one of the ultimatums um, from the British um, I mean, government was that King Kreshwayo must disband all his armies, Amabuto. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they preach their gospel of Christianity freely in the Zululand so that when your wife um, 
uh, is around during the preparation of Gomboti. When you are unfeeling a ritual, yes, That's she right. must not be part of mm. it because she's now born again. Mm. Uh, because the preparation of Gomboti is demonic. And now you ask yourself how demonic is drinking a wine on a Sunday in a church. Mm. Mm. You know. So you, we need to ask these paradoxical questions, uncomfortable questions today so that we can have a clear view as we move forward as South Africans. So now when we speak of the Battle of Isanzana, it should not be about how many spears, how many bullets were mm-hmm. in that battle, mm-hmm. but we need mm-hmm. to acquire a particular level of intellectuality where we can be able to look for knowledge yes. like a man who is thrown in a desert. Wow. You know, I, I love it. I really love it. And I think you just, you've just you just answered all the questions in terms of really, I, I see you for the sake of Ugulwa, you know. Yeah. It really is about um, a defense on, on a much bigger scale. I mean, defending all sorts of things, as you mentioned, of course, uh, you know, heritage is, is a very important one. Leadership, defending uh, of families, defending of Ubuntu, because mm. uh, we see it being watered down in, in, in yeah. many aspects. And, you know, I, I, I really just want to take the conversation now to your work with this wonderful ensemble. And I think um, I'm sitting here smiling as, you know, as I was playing uh, the first song, Ayeza uh, Mangwani, which, which was actually the live version from a, a previous uh, Isandlana lecture. And it gives us somewhat of a bit of a taste in terms of what we can expect. Um, and you can unpack this, that for us in a bit. But your ensemble work has been incredible and very, very important. I think about um, the ensemble with uh, the brothers and sisters of uh, Umkiti, with uh, Undabo Zulu. And I think about the song, Abans Undu which, mm. of course, also filters in through this work as well. But your work with the African Heritage Ensemble, please talk to me about, uh, about, about that, how the group came together, who they are, because, listen, this music is, you know, but I just relate uh, to it so much. Like, it's just, wow. like, Nguinda Umoya on another level. It's just the most beautiful thing. And it, it, it's that sense of community, that sense of a coming together of voices, male and female, to really just move the spirit, move mm. uh, the story, and, and, and just showcase a progressive uh, Africa. Wow. Wow. I love how you unpack this. I'm so I'm so moved. <laughs> I can't even tell you. <laughs> wow. I'm so so moved. Yeah. Um. Um. You know, in in twenty, I mean, uh, when I started as a musician, mm. I worked as a backing vocalist um, for Sipoga, the one of the greatest vocalists mm. in South Africa. That's right. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um, and wow. wow. So now, um. In 2004, when I worked with Chamamkiza, mm-hmm. I met Utu Madlov. She was working on revising the music of Princess Makog. And I was so inspired mm-hmm. by that. I was mm-hmm. like, as mm-hmm. a young person at the time, I'm like, um, what yes. can I do around this to further 
what Mr. Tumanjov and Tembam Kese are doing. Yes, yes. In this Zulu, in Konyani, Yachela Lapog, Yachela Kononina, you know. Um, uh-huh. So, I then in I recorded an album through the help of Bob Tembam Kese and Umbong Ngema. Mm-hmm. Um, I won a best jazz album on Metro FM Awards at yes. the time, 2013. Mm. Um, that later I felt, no, but the position I'm holding is not enough just to be a microphone holder, you know, who, who always believe in rocking the audience, but then mm. leave no impact. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to do, to dig deeper on, deeper on the music called Amahubo. Yes. Because we learned, we co- learned that from you, just by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, because of the concerns uh, I have mm-hmm. about the translation of the Bible from the Aramaic, Latin, Greek, uh, Olden English, um, King uh, James Version English. So mm-hmm. these things, is, some words have been morphed around, losing semantic values, applicabilities, um, through the morphological behaviors that are found in linguistic segments, um, <laughs> such as uh, when people say uh, 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 King David wrote Amahobo, that's a lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when you go to the etymology of the word mm-hmm. uh, psalm, mm-hmm. um, it says a, an instrumental music simply because historically and etymologically, King David used to play a harp when he was singing. Mm-hmm. But when we go to a semantic applicability and uh, the etymology of the word, mm-hmm. uh, it is derived from um, the sounds. Um, we call it in linguistic segments onomatopoeia. It's the meaning of the of of the words that are derived from the sounds. I can give right. you an, ex- an example now. When you go to a place wow. uh, yeah. uh, in the north of or in the south of Kenya, there's a place called Ikopo. Mm, mm, Why is it mm. called Ikopo? It's because when cows are walking on a muddy cloud, they make a particular sound. Opo, opo. So that's an onomatopoeia. So it means a semantic mm. applicability of this word is de- is a derivational theme from a sound. Hmm. 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 The history is just uh, wow. You know, I wish we had two hours to unpack this because when it comes yeah. to uh, you know what you're saying, and and I'm thinking about. Um, a conversation that you were having with Untutuza uh, Makatsini around harmony yeah. and where it all comes from and unpacking that history. Listen, we could talk for hours about this, but it's mm-hmm, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the lecture for the year 2021. Uh, I was yeah. having a conversation with a friend of mine uh, earlier this year and we were talking about Isandlana uh, um, lecture. Of course, it was supposed to happen in January, but of course it's happening in the month of, of, of May. And um, he was asking me, have you seen uh, Isandlana? And I said, no. And he said, that is unacceptable. You have to go this year. 
Unlov. So he really pushed wow. me, and I'm going to see it this year. I'm coming at the end of the month to come and see it. Please oh, wow. talk to me about, you know, of course, I played a little bit of, of uh, Aye Zamagwan, uh, which gave us a little bit of a, a um, uh, an audio context in terms of what the stage will be like. But talk to us about um, how it's all going to unfold on stage and when it's going to be happening at the Soweto Theatre at the end of the month. Um, the presentation is, is, is the marriage between um, lecture and performance. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not your typical um, <laughs> rigid presentation, academic, mm-hmm. uh, less judgment, and the passion of his son and the importance. Mm. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yes. No, I get it. When I heard that it's a musical, you know, I got mm. I got excited because that's a wonderful way to to learn as well. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. so now it's gonna be your grandmother's style, you know, mm. of telling the stories. Love it. What Love happened? It. Uh, we sing the songs, but we do not just sing the songs for entertainment, but we also explain linguistic statements, historical background. Uh, melodical, I mean, histories, you know, when we look at wh- where we come from, I had this debate with my brother, um, um, Mr. Natim Chetter, the Minister of Arts and Culture, I think a year ago on, on the other station, um, about the fact that South Africa does not have um, a national anthem. And I understand his argument when he said the, the composition of this... Yeah. The, yeah. the composition of this anthem... Is is on the basis of the unity of, of South Africa. Mm. However, mm. on the other hand, it has harmed us because it has made us to relinquish and look down upon our melodies. Uh, you know, when you look at in 1816 when King Shala took over, he was mm. singing songs like this song mm-hmm. is, a, is, a, is a song of Abateta, Clan King Swai, King mm-hmm. Swai's mm-hmm. song. Now, but now, after the Battle of Isandona, through the arrival of the missionaries, uh, people like Kubab Inoxantonga went to Loveday School of Missionaries. Well, so when he composed he, 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 well, the national anthem, mm-hmm. he was conflicted for me. Because when you look at the way it's in Kosisig and in the Africa, they are so rich, prayerful, but the melody mm. is of the, 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 the John Wesley. That is so Indian. true. Yes, yes. You yeah. go to the, to mm. the Vaticans. You go to... And that's uh, not you, us. Yeah. You listen to mm. the South African uh, and understand them. Da, 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 da. It's the same thing. Hmm. In terms of the notation of the mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. and the languaging of the music, I would understand if the our national anthem were to go like we we take the lyrics for Ubab in Oxondong and say, you know what I'm man, saying? Man. And then the yeah. and then the sutras come in, hmm. and, you know, they hmm. they do their thing, hmm. but 
they come and represent Sikukone. Lilizela in the middle there somewhere is missing. Absolutely. Should carry the pain of the nation, joyous moments, historic moments of the nation, and what the nation is hoping for. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. So that for me is, 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 is a, a wonderful, I think, unpacking in terms of how the story is going to unfold on stage. Uh, yeah. very quickly, Buti, then, uh, where, where, um, when is it going to take place? I know it's at the Soweto Theatre. So when exactly is it going to be taking place? The venue is Soweto Theatre sure. Red. Um, and then, but the tickets are very reasonable at 150. For the knowledge Wonderful. that is going to be uh, dished out, um, and then if you you are failing to get them at what ticket or pick and pay, go straight to Soto Theatre box office. Some uh, shows are already sold out, so people need to really move faster. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, just give me the dates again. Um, I know it's towards the end of the towards the end of the month. So when exactly? May up to the third year. Okay, okay. So very limited time, very limited space. Of course, uh, you know, it's never full capacity because of what's going on in the world. So we got to make sure we're getting our tickets. I'm going to be there and I know exactly who I'm going to take with me. (laughs) So it's going to be a wonderful experience. I can't wait to see you on stage. I'm so, so excited. Uh, Thank you so much to you, Sissy, and to the listeners of Radio 2000. I appreciate their support and their love and the entire station for playing my music. Thank you so much. My new album is coming very soon. Yes, uh, yes, We'll yes, be yes, talking yes, about yes. that. And I'm also um, working on building Musokoza um, Heritage Center in Ashore, which will be a research component, studio. Mm. And so people will be, will be taught from the stages of uh, coming of age, maybe Umemulo in Belego up to the marriage. So... Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And I'm urging all the sponsors to reach out because I am standing up for our heritage in a non tribalistic uh, gestures. I want Africa to unite. I love and that. And when we look at a brown person and say, Ribasu, to South Africa should be called a republic, a republic of, of Basu to be called. Um, um, King Mishos, when he said Ribasu, he meant we are a republic of brown people, the entire continent. Yes. Okay. Do, do, please don't go yet. I, I want to come back and say goodbye properly. Just, um, just stay on the line for me, please. Eshawe, we got you covered on 99.9 FM. Feel good music. It is Radio 2000 and we are wrapping up with uh, Umbuso Koza and we've been uh, getting a wonderful masterclass on uh, the Battle of Isandlwana that took place in the 18th century. But of course, 140 plus years later, it is a, a live production on stage with Umbuso Koza accompanied by the African Heritage Ensemble. You've got to go and see it between the dates 27th to the 30th of May 2021. 
Lynn at the Soweto Theatre. If you're able to get yourself there, I think it is it is going to be worth it. But before I let you go very quickly, there's something that's really on my mind in terms of how this, this, these kinds of stories can spread far and wide. You know, I think about, I'm reminded of the wonderful work of um, stage actor and, 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 and screen star Hamilton Lamini and his work with Upegim uh, Kwan. They did... Um, of course, this is um, Bongeningema original. Who uh, was Albert? And yeah. he was saying many. This was many years ago. Um, so I don't remember it verbatim, but he was basically just, uh, you know, talking about the fact that uh, this is obviously a play about uh, the inequalities of oppression, apartheid yeah. South Africa, uh, the return of Ujesu in the Second Coming, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But it's not going to the communities that it's that were affected by this. So the schools in the townships, uh, they wanted to get it there. They wanted to get it into those 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 spaces where this kind of story would be appreciated. But it ended up in, you know, in the British schools. It ended up in the private schools. So I want to know if Isandrana is is working towards getting into uh, into the schools, you know, into the public school system to really educate the young ones. Because I'm sitting here thinking, if I was to learn about Isandrana, you know, in the form of a musical, man, I, I think I would have gotten like a triple mm. A plus for my history studies in, in, <laughs> in primary and high school. <laughs> wow. So any plans to get it into, mm. into those spaces, basically? Um, we, we are still in talks with the Department of Education. Wonderful, wonderful. Because I was having concerns, especially in KZN, I was looking at their programming, um, where they say when they are running co- cultural competitions, uh, mm. they have gospel music, and then they say in brackets spiritual, and then they say amahubo, and then they say wedding songs. Mm. I'm like, and, and then, so if you say gospel is, <laughs> but when they say uh, spiritual, are you implying that amahubo not spiritual? Mm. 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 Again, linguistically, have you gone? Back to the etymology of the word gospel, because oh, gospel is from um, I mean, Latin or Evangelion, um, meaning uh, God spell. So when you are spelling the things that are of God, God being good, those are good news. So it means now we also have our own good news as Africans. Hmm. 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 Of course, uh, look, colonialism, we could really go on and on about the kinds of things that it has, um, I guess, stifled when it comes to who we are, how mm. we, how, how, how we celebrate, how we sing, how we connect, uh, to our God. I'm taking back to a wonderful thing that, um, I know he's a good friend of yours, and Dudozo Makatini said something oh, so, so <laughs> wonderful, um, during one of your discussions saying, Ingoma hindo ekumana emkoga. Yes, that's the word. Ingoma hindo emkoga kakulu ngokuchumanisa umuntu nonkulunkulu wakhe. Or I guess you know yeah, that, that he said something to that effect and I was just like I got goosebumps when he said that because that is so true. Mbuso Koza, thank you so much once again for joining me. We will see you at the end of the month at the Soweto Theatre for, for, for the lecture. And thank you for this masterclass, by the way. <laughs>
Thank you so much. I'm looking so I'm looking forward, man. I can't wait and with I'm so insecure. That's how prepared I am. Oh yes. Nerves <laughs> are a good thing. All the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is Seko Masito on Radio 2000.